marriage, hauntings, murder, we've got it all. A husband and wife talking about all things real, scary, and truthful. Welcome to our podcast. What's up, everybody? Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Just hi. Hello. Hello. (laughs) We are on episode three. We have talked to you. I thought this was four. Thrice. Oh, yeah, this is four. Mm-mm-mm. We have talked to you thrice previously. <laughs> Already messed up. It's been 30 seconds. <laughs> Why are you saying thrice? Like Shit's Creek. We have, what's he say? He's like, I have asked you thrice now or whatever. Well, you were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we have spoken to you thrice. This is episode four. Yeah. I was just checking to make sure that you were paying attention. Is all I was doing. <laughs> sure that's what it is. <laughs> anyway, welcome to episode four. We today's we're doing another murder. Another moida. Another moida. Um, but before that, of course, <laughs> gotta correct things from last week. <laughs> what? <laughs> so last week we talked about uh Dennis. Depew, who was um, like the Jeepers Creep. They say he's the inspiration for Jeepers Creepers, but he was also on the original Unsolved Mysteries. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But let me correct first. So you know how um, we couldn't think of the guy's name that hosted it, and we Googled it, and Google was like, oh, it's this person. I think we said like Richard Burr or something like that. Yeah. That's not right. Okay. So te- technically, this isn't our fault because Google was like, "This, this is the guy." Because it said, I googled it twice and it said it. A picture. I, I'm now I'm telling you, but uh, Derek and Ashley both were like, "Excuse me, ma'am." You idiot. <laughs> Corrections corner. <laughs> it's already started, and his name is Robert Stack. Hmm. So. At shout least, out Robert Stack. Shout out to Robert Stack, not Richard Burr or whatever I said. And uh, Derek even told me, and I quote, text me hat when you have questions, I'm better than Wikipedia. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nerd alert. So, I mean, obviously Google was wrong, so now you can't trust the internet. I don't trust the internet anyway. Well, it led us astray. It's, it's, I don't even it's remember that. Robert Stack. <laughs> and I Googled it twice to make sure. So I don't know. It it was like, you know what? You need a corrections corner already. So I think that's all we had, though. I don't think we really missed anything else up. I think that was it. Uh, first of all, there's no we. Yeah. You Googled it. <laughs> you said his name. I, I agreed. lied is what it boils down to. So corrections corner short this week. I'm going to try to get through a whole episode without having to be corrected. You got corrected on the first sentence you said. This is episode four. (laughs) I know, but I mean like without Google lying to me or whatever. Maybe episode five will be the the kicker. (laughs) In three weeks in episode five. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Um, Let's see. So that's all for corrections corner. So shout out. It's sponsor time. That's your you're up. That's your thing. Uh, Derek and Ashton, sponsor shout out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what to say, but to say 
Thank you for sponsoring our podcast. Thank you for sponsoring our podcast. <laughs> Dirk and Ashton. And um, if anybody else would like to sponsor our podcast, all you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash marriage hauntings murder slash support. Good Lord. But you can like find it, like you can click on the link, I think, in our description of any place that you go. So if you want to support our podcast, you are more than welcome. We appreciate everybody that does it. I will give you a shout out. Eric will shout your name out weekly. Yep. And enthusiastically, he's killing it. <laughs> Ball of enthusiasm. <laughs> so much excitement. Cash is trying to run away. He's like, if you're not enthused, I gotta go. Okay, bye. We also have some uh, pretty cool news. For our first three episodes, we surpassed 200 listens. So we've only been out for, I guess, that'd be three weeks. We do it every Saturday. There you go. <laughs> clap, clap it out with Eric. <laughs> but that's exciting. That's cool to get. I mean, you know, that's a lot of listens for three episodes. So thank you. How many you. episodes? Three. Sure. Thrice. <laughs> Thrice episodes. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you keep listening. Tell all your friends, family, strangers, you know. Shout out. Shout them out. Listeners. <laughs> Shout out to the listeners. <laughs> if you sponsor us, you get your name. If you listen, we just say thanks. Thank you. So. <laughs> Shout out. 200 listens. Mm -mm -mm. Clap it out. There you go. All right, are you ready for the moida? I'm ready. Okay, so I don't know if you'll remember, um, we didn't finish this show because that's what we do. Um, but if if anybody listening, if you've watched this show, Mindhunter, remember that show? Barely. We watched like three episodes. We got like halfway through it, I think, the first season. Halfway through the first season. Anyway, if you watch the show Mindhunter with Jonathan Groff, um, he was the first guy that they did. Uh, and his name was Edmund Kemper. Do you remember him? The yeah, big guy? Bit. He's the guy. Um, his name's Cameron Britton, and he's the guy that plays Hazel in Umbrella Academy. Yeah. So do you remember him? Remember? Yeah, I kind of remember that show. Do you remember? We barely watched it, but <laughs> two years ago. Which he is, yeah, he's a tall guy. Because um, Edmund Kemper was tall, and then, you know, they freaking found uh, Cameron Britton, and they were like, <laughs> perfect. And he looks like him. Um, it's, it's weird how much he looks like him. But that's what we're doing today. It's kind of rough a I little bit. I don't know why I did. That, well, I'm going to tell you. Mm. <laughs> This episode? Yeah, I'm going to tell you this episode and episode four. <laughs> See, this is what he looks like. The Edmund Kemper guy. Yeah. He looks like the guy that plays... There you go. See? Mm -hmm. Sweet mustache. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm getting my um, information from Murderpedia and uh, Biography.com. Oh my gosh, the catch. Guess just walked past my leg and his fur like barely touched me and I thought a spider was on my leg. So that <laughs> almost turned out really bad. 
Um, yeah. So, ready to do it? Ready to learn? Hit me. Okay. So, I'm going to call him Ed because I don't want to say Edmund over and over. So, that means a fucking doctor. <laughs> We're just going to call him Ed. Um, Ed was born on December 18th in 1948 in Burbank, California. He was the middle child. So, like you, got that middle child syndrome. What does that mean? Of E.E. <laughs> e. and Clarnell Kemper. And his parents divorced in 1957, and he moved in with his mother and two sisters in Montana. So, he was, like, living the beach life, and then they were like, we're going to Montana. Big change. Get on your horse. <laughs> um, he had a difficult relationship with his alcoholic mother, and she was very critical. Because <laughs> she was an alcoholic. <laughs> She was very critical of him and blamed him for all of her problems. So he was like, she's like, you're not like your sisters is what I would assume. Um, When he was 10, she forced him to live in the basement away from his sisters because he feared that he, she feared that he might harm them in some way. So he obviously, he was just the oddball. You're the boy. Goodbye. Um, another one says that she thought that he was gonna molest his sisters. Why though? Because, um, let's see, he was very smart. He had an IQ of 136, which I do remember from that show. Like, they were. Because he's a molester? No, I'm reading more information, but I'm saying I remember that he was smart. Um, but he did display sociopathic behavior as he tortured and killed animals acted out bizarre sexual rituals with his sister sister's dolls and once said um once it was said in order to kiss a teacher he had a crush on he would have to kill her and so i mean i guess i can see the fear (laughs) but i don't think that locking him in the basement is the answer i locked that son of a bitch in the basement (laughs) or just be like hey maybe he needs some help i put him in a home um yeah, locked him in the basement. She was like, bye, you're gone. Um, it says that his mother also suffered from border not, borderline personality disorder. Shocker. So there's a lot going on in that family. The sisters are probably like, what the fuck? My brother's doing weird shit to my dolls and my mom's got borderline personality disorder that she's not getting help for. They're like, we have to go. Just put him in the basement. And she was an alcoholic. So that does not help. That does not help mental illness for anyone that's listening. Please, instead of turning to alcohol and drugs, just go get some help. Okay, so that wasn't all that he did, though. So as a child. So there's more. He would cut off the heads of their dolls. And he would tell the girls he wanted to play a game called Gas Chamber. In which he would blindfold them and lead them to a chair where he pretended to writhe in agony until he died. So he was like, watch me die, I guess. Um, His first victims technically were the family cats. At 10, he buried one of them alive, and the second 13-year-old Kemper slaughtered with a knife. Damn. So, oh boy. (laughs) Because I just know that it only gets worse from here. (laughs) Oh! He went to live with his father for a time, but ended up back with his mother. And then she was like, 
Nope. Back to the basement? Nope. She was like, I can't do this. You're going to live with your grandparents in Northport, California. Hmm. So at least you got to go back to California. Do they have a basement? I don't think so. I don't think they were like crazy either. Like, I don't think, I think they were like maybe the ones that wanted to help him and not yell at him and lock him in a basement. Um, but Ed didn't like that. Oh shit. Wasn't a fan of that. Didn't like living on his grandparents' farm. Um, before moving there, he had already begun to learn about firearms because that's what he needed (laughs) was a gun. And when he got there, his grandparents took away his rifle after he killed several several birds and other small animals. So he got to the farm. Just killing little animals. And he's them? just, I don't get, it doesn't say that he ate them. I think he was just killing them to kill them. Makes more sense. So he, he, couldn't, he couldn't do it. So what do you think he did? Killed his grandparents. Killed his grandparents. Um, on August 27th, 1964, Solve that mystery. he shot his grandmother while she sat at the kitchen table, putting the fi- finishing touches on her latest children's book. Damn. So she wrote children's books. And uh, when his fi- grandfather came home from the grocery store, he shot him as well. Is he just shot him and didn't like mutilate him. Yeah. But there's, <laughs> there is some of that coming. <laughs> Don't hold your, hold your horses. It gets better. Um, after he shot them, he called his mom. And he's like, hey, guess what? That's what, what I did, you son of a bitch. You shouldn't have sent me here. And she's like, oh, my God, call the police. And uh, when questioned, he said that he just wanted to see, like, see what it felt like to kill grandma and that he killed his grandfather because he knew he would be angry at him for what he had done. And he was only 15. He was right. His grandpa would have been He dead. would have been angry, but maybe don't kill your grandma. Uh, just just an idea if I had to. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Just don't do it. Um, so after that, he was committed to, and I am going to butcher this word. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, should I even try? Do you want to try reading it? At I'm not reading it. I don't know. A state hospital where he befriended his psychologist and even became his assistant. Because remember, he was smart. Like yeah. IQ of 136 or whatever. So he was intelligent enough to gain the trust of the doctor to the extent of being allowed to access a prisoner's tests. With the knowledge he gained from his, and it's even in quotation marks, apprenticeship, he eventually was able to impress the doctor at the hospital enough to let him go. Good Lord. Like, can you imagine, like, you're in there because you're obviously, you've got something going on, and then he's like, I'm going to convince these bitches to let me go. Well, obviously he has something going on. He killed his grandma and grandpa. And then coerced the doctor into being like, oh. Well, the doctor <laughs> sounds like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Guess who uh, he was released to? His mom. His mom. Who else? He killed um, his grandparents. Who else? He's still at his dad. Oh. <laughs> it's, I mean, it doesn't say anything as far as I know about that. Maybe his dad was just like, no. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, he was released into his mother's care in Santa Cruz, California, against the wishes of several doctors at this hospital. So the one doctor was like, no. Send him on his way. And everybody else is like, bitch, mm. 
<laughs> Let's not. Um, he later demonstrated further to the psychologist that he was well. And he not only managed to convince the doctors that he was reformed, but to have his juvenile records sealed forever. So this guy was pretty smart. <laughs> Like, he's like, oh, you're also going to, uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, like he hypnotized them. You will let me out. I don't know why I said that. Like I was a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Hypnotizing me or haunting <laughs> trying me. to scare you. <laughs> you will let me out and you will remove my records. Cash is growling. Yep. He's about to start barking. I don't he is. do it. Why? Benny's got the toy right here. Oh. <laughs> you can tell. He's about yep. to give it. We're trying to podcast, man. He may not. I don't know. It's getting sketchy. If, if you hear a dog bark. <laughs> oh, hey <laughs> Okay, so uh, did I say he was 21? I don't think I did no. when he got released. He was 21. Uh, living with his mom. So he did six years? Yeah, 15. Yeah. Yeah. Living with his mom. Uh, 21. <laughs> he was he was 21. Back uh, to the basement? 20, no. It did, no. Uh, he attended community college um, because, you know, she had moved back to Santa Cruz or whatever. And so he uh, attended community college for a time and worked a variety of odd jobs Eventually, finding employment, employment, <laughs> employment with the Department of Transportation in 1971. So he had applied to become a trooper because that's what you want—a guy that <laughs> killed his grandparents and. She know he can work a gun. <laughs> but he was rejected because of his size, because he was. 300 pounds and six feet nine inches tall, which led to the nickname yeah, big, big Ed. So now I'm only gonna refer to him to that from now on. It's a big guy. Can you imagine six nine, 300 pounds? Swag. If you were, if you were, I mean, if he was coming after, if I like did a crime and he was coming after me, you did a crime, just like any crime. <laughs> He was he was the one that had to catch me. Shit, I would be I'd, like, I'd be fine. I would just run. Just out I, would, I would just jog, <laughs> jog lightly. Jog, I would jog lightly away from you. Can you? No, that'd be scary. Um, he did though. He hung out with some police officers, so he made friends with them. That they were I remember, like, I think I remember that from the show. See, I don't remember that. But they were like, uh, he's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> They were like, you can't be a cop, but I'm going to give you a training school badge and some handcuffs. And then another one was like, I'm going to let you borrow a gun. <laughs> and he even had a car that resembled a police car. So he was like a, a cop without being a cop, pretty much. Like, That's some dummy cop's fault. What right. Thinking? They're like, um, <laughs> you can't be a cop, but we're going to give you everything you need to be a cop. Without you being a cop. How many times do you think I can say cop? I don't know. 21 <laughs> times? 20, 21. But um, um, the same year he began working for the highway department, he was hit by a car while out on his motorcycle. 
So did he arrest him? <laughs> he was like, excuse me, I'm a cop. <laughs> they were like, no. <laughs> um, his arm was badly injured and he received $15,000 in settlement money in the civil suit he fired against the car's driver. Unable to work, he turned his mind towards other pursuits. Murder. Murder. Dun, dun, dun. He noticed a large number of young women hitchhiking in the area. And in the new car he bought with some of his settlement money, he began storing the tools he thought he might need to fill his murderous desires, including a gun, knife, and handcuffs. A cop's gun. A cop's handcuffs. <laughs> I don't know where he got the knife. It's probably a gift from his grandpa. <laughs> he took it. He's like, I'm going to take this <laughs> after I kill you. Uh, so between... May 1972 and February 1973, he was like, I'm going to start killing people. This okay. is it. I'm going to kill the hitchhikers. <sighs> oh, my God. It's like, I, I just I just know what's coming. And I'm not ready to talk about it. <laughs> just do it. You picked it. I know. But it's just crazy pants. It's just, oh, boy. Um, Eric's, okay, making, so. Eric's making fun of me because I, every time I start to talk, I'm like, okay, so but I can't help it. It just comes out. I didn't even notice it. You told me about it. I did notice it. And that's all I can hear. But, uh, but okay. So, okay. So, okay. So little little plug. If you go to Etsy and look up the shop, you, me and Benny, you can buy shirts that say, okay. So, because I mean, if I'm going to make fun of myself, I might as well do it. So, okay. <laughs> so. Let's keep going. Um, I said he was he's he's murdering people. He's yeah. doing it. He would pick up hitchhikers. Probably to the danger zone. <laughs> no. He would he would pick up hitchhikers. Um, the ladies that he was watching, he was like, It's time. So Sometimes he would pick them up and he would let them go. Like he would be like, oh, you're going to Dairy Queen? I'll take you there. And then he would actually take them to their destination. What a mind hunter. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, but uh, two Fresno State students, Mary Ann and Anita, would never make it to their destination. Their families reported them missing soon, but nothing would be known of their fates until August 15th when a female head was discovered in the woods near Santa Cruz and was later identified as Mary Ann's. Anita's remains, however, were never found. Uh, but still, I guess still. He would later tell you that he stabbed and strangled Mary Ann before stabbing Anita. And after the murder, he brought the bodies back to his apartment, removed their heads and hands, and engaged in sexual activity with the corpses. Freak. I told you. It's, it's not, it doesn't get any better. So later that year, he picked up 15-year-old, I'm going to, I don't, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Akio, A-I-K-O, Akio. Give me line. I don't know. But fit shoes 15. Um, who decided to hitchhike rather than to wait for the bus for her dance class. She would also be murdered the same way as Marianne and Anita. Sorry. Her head off? Yeah, head and hands. 
Um, it says that he would often dump the bodies in ravines or bury them in fields. Although one uh, one occasion he buried the severed head of a 15-year-old girl in his mother's garden as a sick joke and remarking that his mother always wanted people to look up to her. Wow, that's a pretty sick joke. He's I'm telling you. It's like he's like he's so smart that he thinks he's like Why does he fucking why, why do you think he's so smart? Because like everybody said that he's smart. Like they're he's what, intelligent. What a stupid fucking doctor that let him murder her out. No. <laughs> what a genius. I'll take his word for it. No, I'm saying everybody else like he was just an intelligent I'm, but I remember from watching Mindhunter that everybody was like, I know that you're smart because you're super intelligent or whatever, but he was also crazy. And the dogs are back. Oh, boy. They're going to get live. Cash. Everyone, welcome, Cash, to the podcast. <laughs> if I just did that. You just got to give him a toy and he runs away. Yep. <laughs> it works like a charm. Um, let's see. Let's see. He killed six college girls total. He would often go hunting for victims after arguing with his mother. So he's like, you're going to fucking do that. Bye. And he's going to go kill some people. Um, it says he picked up another high, high chicker is what I almost said. Another hitchhiker, Cindy, that he shot and killed. At least he shot her. Yeah, and I it doesn't I don't think he decapitated her or anything. I think he just shot and killed her because when his mother was out, he went to her home and hid Cindy's body in his room. Oh, I lied. He dismembered her corpse there and threw her parts into the ocean. Several parts were later discovered when they washed up on shore. So that's the one that he buried her head in the backyard. Good Lord. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The bruises. Um, on February 5th, 1973, he used his camp- a campus parking sticker his mother-, mother had given him to facilitate a double murder. He drove to the university where he offered a ride to Rosalind and Alice. Shortly after picking them up, he shot them both. And then drove through the campus security gates with the mortally wounded women in his car. And I guess, I'm assuming nobody was at the campus security gates. Or it wouldn't matter I, if there was really. Yeah, he's like, I'll shoot you too. Um, after the murders, he decapitated both of them and dismembered their bodies, removing the bullets from their heads and disposing their parts in different locations. In March, uh, some of Rosalind and Alice's remains were discovered by hikers near Highway 1 in San Mateo County. So, basically, he was just killing girls and putting their body parts wherever, pretty much. Like, it doesn't, a lot of people. It doesn't sound like he had a plan. Like, he was just like, yeah, yours are going to go here. I'm going to put yours over here. But it's not like he, it, it's not like he was trying to hide it either because it's not I mean if you're going to body parts in the ocean you ain't trying to hide it. That's what I'm saying. Bit. Like they're going to wash back up. It's what I don't I don't think he cared. Um at the time of his murders there were two other serial killers that were around. Uh John Lindley Fraser and Herbert Mullins were also perpetuating their own crimes in the area. So Santa Cruz had 
the name Murder Capital of the World. Because they at one time they had three serial killers going on. He was dubbed the co-ed killer or the co-ed butcher. I remember the co-ed killer, I think. But I feel like but, butcher, I butcher is definitely more fitting. Because, damn. He wild. <laughs> well, he's not done. Um, in April, he would con- commit his last two crimes. Are you ready for these? Yeah. Are you sure? You ready Ready to go? Okay, so. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> on Good Friday. Hey, went, on to, Good Friday? went to his mom's house. See where this is going? They argued, and he was like, bitch, I've had enough. So, he attacked his mom after she went to sleep. First, oh, dang, while she was asleep? Oh, yeah. What a chunk. First, he uh, hit her in the head with a hammer, then cut her throat with a knife. Um, then he decapitated her, raped her headless body, and then used her head as a dartboard. Yeah. If only you could have seen the face Eric made just now. Because it's probably the face that everybody listening just made. It's... Pretty serious. I told you. <laughs> I told you. Um, so, after he used, he did all that, he still not done. He uh, ripped out her vocal cords and put them in the dis- the garbage disposal. And the garbage disposal would not break the tough tissue down and regurgitated her vocal cords back into the sink. And he said, that seemed appropriate as much as she bitched and screamed and yelled at me for so many years. Damn. I'm telling you, he is... He hated that woman. Yeah. Well, she put him in the basement. Yeah, but still. I mean, it's not enough to do this to everybody your mother. Got, everybody got disciplined. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all out there killing our moms. Um, so, yeah, he said that. And so, um, after that, he invited his mother's best friend over and killed her, too. Damn. But it, I never saw, like, what he did that for. Like, so he hit his mother's body parts and then called her. Her name was Sally. And he was like, come over. And then he strangled her and then hid her in a closet. But it doesn't say, like, why he did it. He was probably just like... He had one more in him, apparently. <laughs> he was like, I got one more. I know Sally will come over here. So, yeah. Sally strangled to death and also hidden in the house. So, he was just going to leave the bodies in the house, I'm guessing. Because after that, he just left. Um... He fled the area the next day, it says, driving east until he reached Colorado, where on April 23rd, he made a call to the police department in Santa Cruz to confess his crime. Which is, why are you going to leave? leave yeah. I don't know that. I wondered that, too. At first, they couldn't believe, they were like, big head. We gave you a gun. We gave you a gun. And handcuffs. And a fake police car. No. Because every. Everybody thought he was nice. Not the well, nice, not nice gun. big Ed. He's not gonna do this. Not with that fucking gun. He won't. Not. He's not gonna do that. So they were like, they were baffled. They couldn't believe it. 
can't. They should all be in fucking prison too. Right. You shouldn't have given him. You could. Uh, I can't even imagine. It's like uh, on Parks and Rec when they're in asking Andy the questions on the lie detector thing, and they're like, "Would you let a child hold your gun?" And he's like, "Yeah." I always wanted to hold a gun. Like, that's what this is like. There are all a bunch of Andy Dwyers, and they're like, here, here, take, take this. Here you go, you big monster. Here, uh, take this gun. Right. You big 300-pound 6'9 person, take this. It's fun. Um, so, he, like I said, he told them what he had done, and so then they were like, well, shit, now we got to go get him. So then they drove to Colorado to get him. I guess he was like, I'm not, I'm not coming, I'm not coming back. Just come get me. Um, but he, he told them where all the evidence was and he was like, yeah, I did that. Um, I, I couldn't do it, but it says that he, uh, he confessed because he heard his, like his crimes on the radio. He was like, oh, well hitting national news. Might as well say I did it. Why though? I, I don't know. You obviously wanted to just maybe you just wanted to go to prison. I don't know. He had already went to the the mental institute, so I don't know, and yeah, and convinced them to, six years, so. to get out. So I don't know why you'd want to go back. Um. So they went and picked him up, and uh, he confessed everything. Confessed to the necrophilia. Apparently. He ate some people because he always confessed to uh, cannibalism. At his trial, he pleaded insanity, which... <laughs> Works for some people. <laughs> yeah, but he was found guilty on eight counts of murder. And then he asked for the death penalty. And I'm like, I would never ask for the death penalty. I would You wouldn't? No. The hell? That sounds... You'd rather well, rot? I... The electric chair. Put me down. No, I wouldn't want to be electrocuted. Like the the injection. They say it's painful too. Isn't it? I know, it's, but it's a myth that they say it's not painful. Uh, but the electric. I mean, just. I'll take uh, any of it. If I, I, I got to sit in prison for life, just put me down. I watched the Green Mile. It looks horrific. Bury me in the backyard. Um, but capital capital punishment at the time was suspended, so. They were like, "Sorry, you you Sorry. can't even have the death penalty." So, but you you're gonna get life in prison. So there's that. Um, <laughs> I just can't even imagine to being like, "Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna drive drive away, and then I'm gonna hear my shit on the radio and call in and be like, yeah, I did this.' Be found guilty, and then be like, "Can you just kill me? Why don't you just jump in front of a truck or something? Like, what's the point?" Um, the judge did ask Kemper what they thought his punishment should be like quit looking at the computer and reading i was zoned out really <laughs> i wasn't reading anything well they asked what his punishment should be and he said that he should be tortured to death amen so at least he praise god <laughs> at least he like knew he was shitty i guess um yeah, but he bad they can't torture you to death. he is still serving his time at california medical facility he's still alive now i mean this was in the 70s so yeah yeah, but 40 years in the joint. Yeah. California medical. Him. Who's going to kill him? He's 6'9 and 300 pounds. That don't mean shit in prison. 
<laughs> I don't think you could get after him is my thing. I, he's, he's a big old boy. I, yeah. No. I feel like you kill him now. Look at him. I mean, if that's a real picture, I don't know. He's an old man now. Yeah, but still, he's a big old boy. And they probably don't get whole milk, so he's probably got weak bones. <laughs> Why wouldn't I get whole milk? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure they get like skin or 2%. <laughs> Cash has feelings about that. Hey, you, what do you, you want to drink milk? What do you want to tell the podcasters? You got something to say? You don't even drink milk. You He's got no just argument. Standing in here staring at us. <laughs> like, went at a red team. Many brought the ball in. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of uh, pop culture references about him. I guess they're like. Well, they made a show on Netflix. Big Ed. No, no. Uh, there's a song called Forever by the Berserkers and contains samples from his testament, including as I'm sitting here with a severed head in my hand, talking to it or looking at it, I'm about to go crazy. Literally, I'm about to go completely flywheel loose and just fall apart. It also contains a sample of at age 24, he murdered his mother. Then the police then called the police. They confessed to having dismembered college girls for two years and cannibalizing and raping their headless body. And then it talks about the garbage disposal and the darts at her head. Um, there's another song, couple, a lot of songs about him. Um, then, okay. Cash. Oh, Cash does not like this. <laughs> if oh. you can hear him growling, no. he's like, are you done? Um, a lot of songs. He was quoted in interviews. Um, Buffalo Bill was based on him in The Silence of the Lamb. He also had a band named after him, the Ed Kemper Trio, obviously, because that was his name. There's a system of a down song that has references about him. What song? Uh, forever. It says from the leaked album, Toxicity 2 contains lyrics referencing Kemper, including Edmund Kemper solved it all. He fooled the shrinks. The song was later dropped from the released Steal good the idea. Album. <laughs> What'd you say? It's a good idea. <laughs> folks. It's weird when people like idolize like I'm gonna name my band after a serial killer. Like that's strange. Not just your typical serial killer either. Right. He did some, he did some shit. shit that is disgusting. Um, it says that he is described as an exotic serial killer compared to Bundy, Gacy, and Dahmer in the novel Black House by Stephen... Fucking Stephen King. Should have known. Um, <laughs> what? Cash. <laughs> and there uh, was also... He was also... Featured in a movie called Cradle of Fear in 2003. Hmm. So there's been a lot of stuff about him. And like I said, mine, Hunter. Watch that movie. Now I need um, to watch that show. Um, a bunch of books. I mean, it's strange. So yeah, that's the story of uh, Edmund Kemper. That was a wild ride. Cash is just really... Stop. <laughs> Go. Get out. Shoe dog. <laughs> Shoe dog. He's just a cat. So, yeah, that was that. That 
I told you. Wild ride. I told you. <laughs> the whole time I'm like, I we should have recorded like video this one to see your face <laughs> when I would tell you shit. I didn't know anything about him. We only watched a couple episodes, so. And I don't and even really remember like how much they they touched base on a lot of that too. So I don't even I don't remember. I don't know. But. I don't need to buy to watch it now. <laughs> Now you're like, well, whatever that movie was called. Uh, sign me right the fuck up. <laughs> what was that movie called? I can't remember. Something fear. I still have it open. But yeah, what do you think? Tell me your thoughts. I don't have any thoughts. None? I'm, I'm going to try to forget about this. <laughs> I'm going to try to forget about him. I don't want to remember him. Nope, he's too fucking weird for me. So now... When Umbrella Academy comes out next Friday, you're going to be like, shit. Why? Because he's Hazel. I we said that. Oh, yeah. Just don't associate I'll it. forget by then. Disassociate it. Unless we watch Mindhunter, I'll forget. Well, then we'll wait until after. <laughs> that way you don't. Because <laughs> we like Hazel. We don't want to hate him. Yeah, I'm not going to spend much time thinking about this guy. <laughs> Just wipe your memory clean. Need one of those. Um, oh, 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 I don't oh, even know oh, why it's oh. on. I don't even know how it turned it. Let me show on. her my fucking phone and my watch <laughs> to make sure it's silent. <laughs> Bamboozled. Bamboozled. So no final thoughts on this one, huh? You just want to forget? <laughs> I don't want to say anything about. I don't want to try to be funny either because it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> There's no, nothing funny about there's it. There's nothing funny about it. Like, at least some, some fucked up shit. The, the thing about it is, is that some of the people, just like talking about the guy last week, like he was just a fucking tool. Like, he was an idiot and just a big. This guy was like a, like, intelligent and knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. And that is, to me, that's totally different. Like, I mean, what, do you, just, what, do you, what did he know? I'm saying he had an, an, an high IQ. He knew what he was doing. He knew exactly. He knew. Like like last week, the guy killed his wife and then like ran and then finally got busted or whatever. This guy's like, I'm going to do all this shit and then hear about it and then be like, yeah, I guess I'll turn myself in. It's, it's. He surely he was going to anyway. I don't. Well, he left. He went to Colorado. So I don't, I don't know. And that's what I don't understand. Maybe, or he was going to start all over again in Colorado, maybe. Yeah. I mean, not that a lot of people do. I mean, shit, Bundy killed people all over the... Enough about I almost Bundy. said town, but that's states in a bunch of states. So, I don't know. I can deal with Ted Bundy. This guy's weird. <laughs> You're like, and... <laughs> Forget. I mean, pretty wild. Yeah. Rape a dead body. That's pretty serious. And then, like, to put your mom's vocal cords in the garbage disposal and then be like, well, it didn't work because she's still like the bitch. Like, what? Throw darts at her head. Uh, she's already dead, bud. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get my revenge no matter what. And then kill her friend head. for no reason. Poor Sally. Sally. I don't Poor Sally. Poor, poor uh, yeah. Ed, Edmund Kemper. There you have it. Woo! I feel like when I need to say something happier. <laughs> like, I'm 
not say nothing at all. I'm trying to forget about this immediately. Uh, well, at least you guys got to hear Cash. There's that. Let's, do, let's go back to the hauntings. If you like, <laughs> if you Some like fucking ghosts or something. If you like dogs, you got to hear Cash. So maybe that'll brighten up this episode a little bit. Even though right now he's like licking his paw, and that sound is so horrific. Um, yeah, well, I'll do a haunting next week. Yeah. <laughs> Like, episode nine. We will do. A, <laughs> oh my god! Episode five. This is episode four. Um. Yeah, I don't have any final thoughts either. I just hate it. I told you. I, I want to watch the show though. I told you it was bad. Okay. So, do you want to? I, I. You know, I'm not going to think of anything because now it's funny to say this ending that you absolutely hate. I'm just going to keep. I didn't say I hated it. I said it's. It's not corny. Very clever. It's. But it's and very, now it's, it's very corny. Now that's just where that's we're at. That's your shit. Go for it. Girl. <laughs> All right. So next week we'll do a haunting. Um, if you have any that you specifically want to hear about, let me know and I'll look it up. Uh, as always, you can find us on the social medias Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. We have a Facebook group. If you want to support our podcast, you can do that. If you want to buy our merch, search. You, me, and Benny on Etsy. Search the merch. Search the merch. Uh, and like I said, thanks for getting us to 200 listens after three episodes. That's awesome. And we hope that you keep listening and uh, that you keep growing with us. And uh, <laughs> he's just looking at me like, just say it and get it over with. <laughs> Do you want to say it? No. Okay. I absolutely don't. We'll scare you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <Ooh. laughs>